0: Hello, everyone. This is Father Bill Nicholas, and this is Faith, Hope, and History. (music) Greetings and welcome, everybody. It is Friday, October 7th, 2022. It was on this day in 1849 that the author and Icon of horror and suspense literature, and one of the fathers of modern detective fiction, Edgar Allan Poe, died in Baltimore, Maryland, at the age of forty. Quite an accomplished author with his body of work and his influence, dying at such a young age. It was on this day in 1894, Oliver Wendell Holmes, scientist, teacher, writer, Civil War veteran, US Supreme Court justice, died in Boston. At the age of 85. On this day in 1949, the Republic of East Germany was formed, which, as we know, would eventually uh, fall and be absorbed into the greater part of Germany with the fall of the Berlin Wall and the collapse of the Soviet Union. It was on this day in 1960 that the second of the televised debates between John F. Kennedy and Richard Nixon took place during the presidential campaign that would eventually lead to a Kennedy victory. It was on this day in 1963 that President Kennedy signed the documents of ratification for a nuclear test ban treaty with Great Britain and the Soviet Union participating. And it was on this day in 1982 that Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice's musical Cats opened on Broadway. But on this day throughout the world, throughout the Catholic Church. We celebrate the feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. And as we can imagine, it's a very popular feast, very popular devotion, a very popular saint figure. She is still a saint, as many people revere the Blessed Virgin Mary. She's the first among the saints, the first among disciples of Jesus. And today we celebrate her as Our Lady of the Rosary. And it was actually a year ago on this same episode of the second season of this podcast, episode four, and now we're on this season, episode four, that I pretty much talked about a similar theme, because it's a theme and an event in history that I like to remind people of, even as they celebrate a feast such as Our Lady of the Rosary, because the reason we celebrate Our Lady of the Rosary is a very important reason and a very important event in the history of the Catholic Church and of Western civilization. But... This year in particular, uh, because just last summer, in mid-August, Atlantic Magazine allowed the publication of of an op-ed piece that basically declared the Rosary to be a symbol and weapon of white supremacy, as if everything else isn't already white supremacist, the Rosary is considered white supremacist. Uh, I didn't read... The entire article. Um, I've spoken it over with friends and even parishioners, and a friend of mine who has his own radio show out of Charlotte. Uh, we discussed it on his show, and most people, for the most part, just have a good laugh regarding that. The Babylon Bee, a uh, popular satire news site, uh, back in August 18th, shortly after the uh, the op-ed in the Atlantic put out their own headline that uh, of the uh, HM-18X Assault Rosary, and the headline was Catholics Unveil High Capacity Assault Rosary. Again, the lunacy of the comment, and of course the brazen anti-Catholicism that comes out of it, which unfortunately is a factor still in this country. We love to talk about uh, homophobia and sexism and racism, but uh, we don't talk about the continued presence of anti-Christian sentiment and even anti-Catholic sentiment, which unfortunately is present among some Christians, the anti-Catholic sentiment. But in many ways, it is still a presence and has been throughout our nation's history. It's just unlike other minority groups or other specific groups or identity groups, if you will, Catholics tend not to complain about it as much as other groups do. We know it's there and we move on And we're successful regardless of the hate against Catholics that's still out there, the bigotry, which we see in politicians, we see in media. We see in op-ed pieces such as this that take one of the most cherished devotions in the Catholic Church, one of the most cherished devotions and prayers in Catholic tradition, and attack it as white supremacist. And unfortunately, there are many Catholics who remain silent about it. A, because it doesn't bother them as much, and it doesn't really bother us as much. We just know it's there. It's unfortunate. We move on. But also because of indifference when you see some politicians who love to tout their Catholicism, but when you see things like this in popular periodicals, magazines, and newspapers with no response whatsoever. Had this been an article about uh, the gay movement, had this been an article about feminism, had there's been an article criticizing certain racial groups, the way this criticizes, in a ludicrous manner, a Catholic tradition, you probably would have seen, you know, wall to wall, minute by minute, days-long coverage of the bigotry behind such an op-ed. But when it's something against Catholics, we tend not to see that as much. But when you really think about it, what did they say? The Rosary is a weapon. And frankly, folks, let's think about that for a minute. On this Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, remembering what the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary commemorates, and remembering the Atlantic stating that this is a weapon, all I can really say to that is they're right. The Rosary is a weapon, prayer is a weapon. There was a sister at the last Republican convention who was supporting President Trump who said, this is our weapon of choice and we are praying for you, Mr. President. And She holds up a rosary and she called it a weapon. And we forget prayer is a weapon. That is the weapon of us Christians. It's the weapon of us Catholics. We don't use assault rifles. We don't use knives. We don't use other deadly weapons. We leave that to the military and and the first responders and people who exercise their First Amendment rights. Excuse me, their Second Amendment rights in self-defense. We exercise our First Amendment rights in being people of prayer, and that becomes a weapon in many, many ways. And what we remember today on the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary is an example of how the Rosary has been a weapon that has been used by believers and have gotten results from it. Because what do we remember on the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary? What is today, October 7th, the anniversary of I've talked about it before on this podcast, I've talked about it with friends of mine, I've preached about it, and it's not as widely known, unfortunately, which is why I like to remind people, today is the anniversary of the Battle of Lepanto in 1571, in which the Catholic League, the Navy of the Catholic League, overcame the Navy of the Ottoman Turks, the Muslim forces that sought to bring an invading force to Western Christian Europe. The threat was real, and perhaps they also had their sights on Ottoman colonization of the New World. But this armada of Ottoman ships was threatening an invasion of Western Christian Europe, which was experiencing great division at the time with the Protestant Reformation. But in preparation for the battle and in anticipation of the battle, Pope St. Pius V asked people of faith, to pray the rosary and to ask the intercession of Our Lady for victory in the upcoming battle, for victory against the forces that would seek to invade Christian Europe. The Pope asked us to pray the rosary for victory, and victory was ours. So yes, for those who could not fight on the battlefield, their weapon was the rosary for those who could not be sailors fighting this naval battle that was a major turning point battle in the history of Western civilization. Had it gone the other way, things may have been very different. But for those who were not called to be fighters on the ships who also prayed the rosary and celebrated the mass that morning of the battle. But for those who could not participate, their weapon was the rosary. And our weapon continues to be prayer. Prayer. Prayers like the rosary. So on the one hand, we scoff at the Atlantic for making their statement that the rosary is a weapon of white supremacy. Well, I don't know how white supremacist it is. I know a lot of people who are not Caucasian who pray the rosary. Very devout Catholics pray the rosary, and they're not thinking of white supremacy. Maybe Christianity, but certainly not white supremacy. Maybe the Blessed Virgin Mary and the life of Christ were supposed to be meditating upon both, but not white supremacy. But Atlantic got it pretty close to the truth when it recognizes, even if it's scoffing the idea, but recognizes the powerful nature of prayer. And that prayer is in fact a weapon and is our weapon of choice. When people brandish Dangerous weapons, physical weapons, our weapon has always been that of prayer. Whenever the church has been under attack, our weapon has always been prayer. Whenever the church has faced persecution, our weapon has been prayer. And it's not a weapon to fight against our enemy, but it's a weapon in which we pray for victory against our enemy. It's a weapon that helps keep us focused as a people of faith so that we're not deterred by our enemies, by those who would oppose us, by those who would threaten us, and by those who would call us white supremacists because our faith built Western civilization. And the best of Western civilization came because it was, at its heart, Christian. And perhaps that will be other podcasts I'll give in the future and some I have already given. You can see it in the archives. But the best of Western civilization, in many ways, occurred because... Western civilization was a Christian society and there are factions who are seeking to tear down anything that hints of Western civilization and that includes Christianity and unfortunately even from some Christians, that includes anti-Catholicism, tearing down the Catholic Church. Nothing is perfect, not even the sentiments that love to accuse everyone of white supremacy. Everything has its faults. But Christianity and the church has always managed to overcome its faults so that the best of it has been able to have an ongoing positive influence on Western civilization and the world in general. And because of the Battle of Lepanto, the missionary work that went along with the colonization of the New World was predominantly Christian. And because of that, the Western Hemisphere is predominantly Christian. might have been different if the Catholic League had lost the Battle of Lepanto. But it didn't. And it was a major turning point in the history of Western civilization, in the history of Christianity, and the history of this hemisphere. And it's something we must remember because we remember that we also, while praying for peace, should not be afraid to pray for victory, to pray for the vanquishing of our enemies to pray that the influence of those who seek to ridicule us, persecute us, perhaps even destroy us, both here in this country, the United States, and abroad, will never survive the onslaught of prayer for victory against our enemies. We don't use deadly weapons. We use weapons of life. We don't use physical assault weapons. We use the weapon of prayer. And if the rosary scares these folks so much so, that they have to demean it and call it a weapon of white supremacy, well, we may not like it, but all power to them, because it shows that they see the powerful weapon that prayer is and the powerful influence that the rosary has had for people of prayer throughout history. And so let them say what they want. Granted, yes, I wish they would stop. And I wish those, especially our public officials, be it the president, the speaker of the house, or anyone of any public position, who claim to be Catholic, would speak up when Catholicism and its traditions are under assault, especially when those traditions are good. But we can't expect weak people to be any more than they are, but rather people of strength. Don't ever give up our resolve of prayer. Don't ever give up our faith. Don't ever give up the rosary simply because someone else, who has nothing to do with anything that these things are involved in, call it a weapon of destruction, a weapon of supremacy. The only supremacy the rosary is a weapon of is the supremacy of Christ and the superior example of his mother as a disciple. And the only supremacy that the rosary expresses is the supremacy of prayer as the ultimate weapon of mass destruction against our enemies. But it's not a physical weapon, it's a spiritual one. And all I can say is thank you for recognizing that it is a weapon. And on this day, we see just how strong that weapon was because when we turned to the rosary in prayer and prayed for victory against our enemies, victory was ours. So let those who are charged with protecting us through their role as first responders, military, people who defend our country and by default defend our religious freedom and freedom of speech for those who cherish the second amendment and see it truly as a right to defend ourselves. Well, for the rest of us, let's also lean on our first amendment rights in which no one can hinder our freedom of religion. No one can stop us as a people of prayer. And regardless of what your tool is of prayer, whether it's the rosary, which is a Catholic tradition Whether it's the Bible, in which we turn to the Word of God and inspire it, or open it up to the prayers that are in the Bible and make those prayers our own, whether it's other devotions of the Catholic Church that we turn to in prayer to bring us closer in our communication with God, to put forth our petitions, our requests, but first and foremost our praise and our thanksgiving, let us pray our prayers, let us use the weapons at our disposal in prayer. And just as we prayed for victory in the Battle of Lepanto, giving thanks that those who were charged and tasked with fighting that battle to protect Western civilization and Christian civilization against those that would seek to invade it and destroy it, let us also use our weapon of prayer to pray for those who legitimately in this country bear arms to protect us, our military, our Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, our Coast Guard, our police forces, and for those citizens who recognize their God-given right to self-defense and the protection of their homes, their properties, and their families. Sometimes we do need to use weapons for our protection and our defense. But let's always remember that the ultimate weapon for us as people of faith is prayer. And we remember that on this Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, in which, again, I now again, for the second year in a row on this podcast, am remembering the importance of the Battle of Lepanto. And our sentiments fly in the face of those of this country, especially those of our media, who would seek to demean the Catholic traditions that we cherish, calling them weapons of white supremacy, which the rosary is not. As I said, there's only one supremacy that the rosary promotes, and that is the supremacy of Christ and the superiority of his mother as a disciple and an example for all of us of discipleship. So it's a brief podcast today. I don't want to linger on because, like I said, I talked about the history of the Battle of Lepanto last year, but it's a good thing to remember on this day, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, the Feast of Our Lady of Victory, the Feast in which we remember the victory of the Battle of Lepanto and how the rosary played an important role, how prayer played an important role in bringing about God's intercession for victory. And let us continue to turn to prayer. And on this day, we remember especially the rosary as a prayer, as our weapon of choice, so that we may resist the attacks, the verbal attacks of our enemies against our faith in violation of our religious freedoms of this country. Pray for the courage of Catholic leaders, whether they're in the church or in government, who claim to be Catholic, that they will stand up for their faith within the capacity of their positions. But especially pray for all of us that we will never lose sight, never lose faith and confidence in the power of prayer. Because that, our prayer, is our ultimate weapon.